whether are you a short term or long term, it doesn't matter. Fundamental is still very important. Yeah. Understanding company and understanding business is still very important. So don't think that if you are a short term trader, you don't then, have to think of the yeah, fundamental. You it actually affects that, a lot, right? Yeah. It affects a lot. Hi, I'm Mr. Money, and you're listening to the Real Money Show, the podcast where we talk about how to make more money, how to manage money, how to invest money, and more. Join us as we interview our guests and explore different ways to make the most of our money in the real world. Welcome to the show. Have you ever thought of how people profit from short-term trading? And is it even possible? This episode, we have Jonathan to share with us his experience on short-term trading in the US stock market, what's his approach and his thoughts on the matter. Tonight, once again, we have a familiar guest, someone who has joined us before, Jonathan. All right, Hello. put your hands together. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone say hi to John. Uh, we'll just call you Jonathan John, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. And you're okay, right? I'm we, good. No just worries. Shot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Having said that, uh, I believe tonight is one of those topics that I barely talk about. Uh, yep. We're going to talk about short-term trades. Yeah, we're going to reveal to you what we do to make profit in the stock market. Now, although uh, most of the time in our channel here, we talk a lot about long-term trades. Uh, but the truth is, uh, we do as well trade on short term. I myself do. And Jonathan as well, right? Very often. Yeah. Every day. Every day. <laughs> we were just having a, a long conversation just now about uh, uh, how Jonathan is actually trading in the US market. Yeah. Yeah. You want to share with us a little bit uh, since when you started trading in the US market? Because probably some of these people here who are watching right now, some of them may not know, right, uh, yeah. about uh, your story and yep, so on. Yep. Maybe you want to give a brief introduction. Yeah. When do you start trading in the US market? Uh, yeah. How old are you right now? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, hi everyone. I'm Jonathan. I'm 24 this year. Uh, so, I started trading in the US market when I was about 18, 19. Bought my first stock, uh, which was Apple. That was slightly after their, their stock split itself. So, I got in pretty cheap. I was in the US market for about two years before I came back to invest in KLSE for a dividend portfolio. Didn't go too well because it was quite slow in terms of capital growth. Uh, in terms of dividend growth, it was okay and had a good rally from the from the glove rallies itself, made some solid solid gains itself. And that's when I realized that um, I came to a realization that KLIC was too slow for me and I had too much of a capital. So that's when I ventured back into NYSE again and I took uh, took this opportunity where the U.S. elections. They usually have like a fire sale. It's essentially on the <laughs> stocks, you know, elections, stock price going to drop. So that's when I moved back to the US stocks and I bought quite a hefty amount and it's been profiting so far. Yeah, I have like about 60% of my portfolio in the longs and about 40% is actually for my swing trades. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, US stock trading and also, we're going to talk about Malaysia stock trading because uh, I'm the old man here. Uh, as I was talking to Jonathan just now, you know, uh, he actually stays up at night until uh, what time? Yeah? Uh, market opens from 10, 10.30 to 5 a.m. <laughs> itself. I mean, because right now they've got uh, daylight savings times. Usually it's about 9.30 to 4, but 
lately just it's gonna be up till March I think like until 5am so wow. that's what I've been doing like wow. 10.30 to 5am every day <laughs> so you've just turned nocturnal for Malaysian right yeah, yeah just for the stock market <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I myself I trade in a Malaysian market so therefore I do invest quite a bit in a US stock uh, not a lot uh, just a little bit of money uh, but most of my trading are actually in the Malaysia market. Now, I would like to ask this one question for those of you who are here watching this channel right now. How many of you guys here actually trade short terms? How many of you would, I know that most of you here are probably long-term traders, but how many of you actually do invest in a stock and get out like maybe in a short period of time? Now, having said that, right, if you do, please write down there in the comment, just write short term. And number two, do help us by liking and sharing this video because I think tonight is going to be interesting. Uh, you know, is we probably won't get John here so many times because when once he gets his work, uh, once he gets his first job, he probably won't turn up so often anymore. Now yeah, he's on a holiday, so he, yeah. he can come over and uh, join and talk about all this. So please do hit the share button and hit the like button so that your friends can learn about tonight's session as well. Now, maybe the first thing that we're going to start tonight is to define short term right um yeah. to me short term it could be but few minutes to few days sometimes few weeks mm. um like how i would define a long term would definitely just be holding uh more than two three months itself that's what i would define as long term it it's very subjective to everyone itself sometimes it could be years as well so if you were to say tesla itself tesla for me it's a more than one year hold definitely right like swing trades itself um you definitely depends on how 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 the stock is moving, whether it's consolidating, it could take you maybe a few days up to like maybe one two week to actually hit your first target price itself, depending on your trade setup, uh, what your risk reward ratio is, and everything. Yeah, so it really depends. But most of the time, for me, I say the average swing trade time frame would be about one to two weeks roughly there sometimes mm, if you're mm. lucky enough just one two days yeah right right so generally you are involved in a short term from minutes all the way until weeks right yep that's yeah. right and when you're talking about minutes you are literally talking about like you're gonna buy and sell within five to six minutes ten minutes like that, that yeah kind of correct correct 10 20 30 minutes few hours yeah just literally within the day itself like intraday Wow, wow. Yeah, so for me, um, my definition of short terms is in days and weeks. <laughs> I, you, I very rarely have an a intraday buy and sell where I buy within today and sell within the day. Most of the time, it's within a week or either two to three weeks. Yeah. And that is my definition of short term. Uh, sometimes in my shortest term, it can also mean six weeks or eight weeks. Mm, yeah, yeah it, it really depends. Yeah, But generally, how I define short term is companies that I don't really want to hold over a long term, but um, I know that it's going to shoot up, so yep. I don't mind taking that opportunity at that point. Yeah. So just give an example, right? Uh, Heng Yuan was one of the companies that I, in Malaysia, Heng Yuan uh, was one of the companies that I traded for a short term just a few uh, this week or two weeks back yeah when I bought it at about three something and it showed up until about six something then I made a handsome profit I'm very happy I always tell my uh, students this it's like have some copy to it lah you know for the, <laughs> yeah. my lunch money lah yeah. yeah so I always tell people yeah but if I lose I lose so that is one side about short term trade yeah now what is some of the short term trades that you have probably done in the last 
maybe one week. What's the most recent one that you have done? Uh, most recent one from the US stock itself, it's Jumia Technologies. I actually, uh, it's a very volatile stock. It's it's ranging from like 30 USD to like 40 USD for the past week. And I've literally just done multiple intradays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually really just buy when the stock market opens and really just sell five minutes after that. <laughs> uh, there was also like Twitter itself, Twitter. Twitter had a good run-up yesterday uh, along with Snap because he had uh, news on collaboration. So I had a good good run-up on that itself, but that was slightly more risky trade. So it depends. Like when you take short-term trades, you need to really have a trading setup. Like you need to identify whether your reward is more than your risk, whether it's below the trend channel, at the bottom of the trend channel, whether it's worthy taking or not. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing with, with swing trade itself, you really need to understand that uh, there's a lot of volatility. You must be able to stomach it. Uh, it's quite high speed in terms of like you have to be, you have to regulate it quite often. I would say, yeah. Right, right, yeah. I think uh, the shorter the time frame you are trading when it comes to your short term trade, the more risk that you are taking, and also at the same time, uh, the more precise your setup has to be. Yep. Yeah, and you need to make very very quick decisions, like yeah. extremely extremely quick decisions, right? Yep. Yeah, and but for me, because my short term is uh, generally is in the weekly charts. That's what I look at mm. weekly and daily. I'll look at my daily first. Then I'll look at my weekly to see whether is there a long term trend going on. Is it a strong support? You know that kind of thing. And from there, I'll just go in. So for me, uh, compared to Jonathan, who who really like within five minutes he may take an action. For me, actually, what I do is that early in the morning I just wake up about uh. 8, 8.30, you know, uh, 7 sometimes. Then just take a look at the market. Think about what I want to, what, uh, what are some of the stocks that I want to take a look at. And then once the market open, then I just take a look at the stock movement during the whole market. What are the stocks that has a high volume? You know, just do a sweep. See what are stocks with a high volume. Is there any price breakout here and there? And then once I perceive any of that and I think there's a good company that I want to go in, I would actually just take my opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And once I take my opportunity, I would set my selling price immediately and then I would just not bother. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, I just don't care. Yeah. And sometimes at the end of the day, I'll take a look at it and I'll go, oh, already hit my target uh, price. Target price yeah. you know? So I just don't bother. Yep. Yeah. So for me, it's not so stressful because uh, as I'm working, it we, we tend to get involved in involved, meetings yeah, and so on. I correct. can't be like, keep looking at the... <laughs> hey, market or uh, market are uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I've told you guys before, uh, sometimes when I take very short term ones, uh, some of the mm. things that happen is I'm in a meeting and hate certain yep. certain uh, stop loss stop and loss, I couldn't yeah. go and stop, stop it, it, then yeah. I lose more money than necessary. Yep. So uh, these are some of the things that uh, makes me take, makes me decide on the time frame. So if you are thinking about investing short term, right? The thing is this, you got to decide on what is a trading style that's suitable for you before we even talk about strategy, yep. before we even talk about how to enter, uh, what are some things you need to look at. You need to ask yourself this question. What is your lifestyle that you can commit to? Yeah. Can you actually commit <laughs> 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. like me? Or, you know, you could probably just trade like the first few hours of the U.S. market when it's open. Like, uh, say maybe you're working quite late. I mean, like you start the day like late, your your working mm-hmm. hours maybe like ten a.m. onwards. You can actually try to try and trade until like one a.m. because that's the most volatile time. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. when the market opens and etc. Et so it's like ten a.m. Uh, ten p.m. to like one a.m. That should be a good time. Like or maybe like the first two hour itself, those are pretty good times as well. 
So because that's when volume comes in, you could, might be able to get in, catch some swing, uh, quick swing trade itself. Right. Yeah, like for me, like swing trade really goes from one minute itself to like just a few hours within the intraday itself. If I know that the there was a sell down yesterday, today I know someone's going to buy it back up. You know, that sort of sense, I'm just going to straight look at it. I have SPY on one screen and then I have my, my stock here, like looking at the five minutes, five minutes charts, 15 mm-hmm. minutes, 30 minutes itself. I see that the SPY is tanking. I'm just going to sell it off right off the way. <laughs> like really, you can see that this stock, like in the US itself, it's, it's, mm, it's, it reacts very quickly in the, in the US itself. Mm. But with this sort of uh, swing trades itself, you have to be really careful and actually have a trade setup. Like know your entry, know your stop loss, know your target profit. Do not be greedy in, in swing trades. It's kind of like, like what you said, copy, do it, you know, take it for the day, just walk off. Yeah. Don't, don't look for it anymore. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think here's where, right? Uh, let's go a little bit into the philosophy of trading in terms mm. of uh, short term and yep. we talk about long term, right? Yep. Now, uh, in this channel, we always talk about long term. Uh, many of you watch this channel and if you are actually a long term stock investor, please write long term there. And if you have been thinking about trading in short term and you have been asking yourself this question, you have been, but you're just afraid of the risk, right? And you want to learn more about it, just write short term there in the comment. Now, as we talk about long-term versus short-term, mm. many long-term investors, right, will keep saying that um, short-term trade, la, ah, yeah, no use, la, don't do that, la, it will lose money, one, you know, end of the day, ah, long-term is the best, that's yeah. the best way to go, you yeah. know, uh, you see Warren Buffett, you know, uh, all sorts of story, la, right? Mm. Now, I want to ask you, since it seems that long-term and short-term has such a contradicting view, yeah. How do you reconcile that if there is? Or what are your own personal thoughts of it if it is even contradicting? Uh, I actually feel like both long-term and short-term are profitable if you have the right setup. If you know what you're doing, then definitely it will be profitable. If, let's say, uh, you need to understand that short-term itself, you need to understand you need trading discipline, you need emotional discipline, you need to have like an emotional psych that you can understand that you have to stick to the plan. Long term, I could just buy in here, wait for 10 years. I wouldn't even have to care for volatility. Volatility. Mm-hmm. I don't have to look at the stock every day. But when you have a psych, when you're looking at the stock every day, you see a sudden sell down, you're going to panic sell. You know, your emotions actually can't play a part. If you have trained your emotions well enough not to sell on that, you'll see that the next day is going to go back up. You know, you're just like, oh shit, I lost so much yesterday and it's coming back up like that. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like... um. Swing trade, like swing trading, short-term trading itself, it, it has proven to be um, profitable if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I have to say it comes with experience. Uh, it comes with a lot of tradings itself. itself. Like you can think theory-wise, it might not be as useful, but they are to a certain extent, but experience still comes in the best because you're in the market. You know that you're losing money. Are you going to sell right now or are you going to stick to your TP, stick to your trading plan itself? take a stop loss here or are you going to give a buffer? Like, you know, maybe right now my stop loss, I'm putting it at 50, but it's short to 45. Am I going to buffer it, you know? Like yeah. buffer, like, am I going to sell it right now or am I going to hold it till tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow gaps up, it opens at 51. Imagine mm-hmm. you had actually sold at 45 itself. So these are things you need to understand about swing trading. It's very volatile. You need to be able to stomach it. Like you have to need, you need to have that psych, like that, mm-hmm. that, that mentality to actually be able to understand the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you do you find any form of like uh, difficulty in terms of like on one end you are talking about 
oh, we need to stick to the stock market on long term, you know, mm. understanding the fundamental. And on the other hand, you know, like short term, it's all about setup, going in, mm. and then uh, especially when we talk about swing trade, it's, yep. it's really uh, riding the trend. Yep. It's a trend trading strategy, right? Yeah. And when it comes to long term, right, we always talk about when everyone sell, you buy. Yeah. When everyone buy, you sell. Yeah. But when it comes to trend trading, it is when everyone buy, you buy. Yeah. Remember, sell you better sell correct, first, correct? Yeah, <laughs> right? correct. Yes. So, how do you reconcile these two parts? Uh, in that sense, I feel um, you can actually put a little long term, like fundamental, into your technicals. In the sense that, if you look at the ticker, if you look at a company itself that you think that people is pumping right now, you look at their fundamentals. Still, I still do look at their fundamentals before I actually buy in to know that uh, it's actually worthy. Like, I have my own investing discipline that I won't just buy a stock for the hype of it. I'll at least study what the company is doing and then only I'll buy in. For the short term, yeah, like if you look at Apple, they do consolidation, you know, you see going up and down. Those are still good, you know, that I trade Apple, I swing trade Apple because I know they have good fundamentals. No matter what, they're still going to go up. It's just for the time being, consolidation, uh, a bull wedge itself, you know, a, a bear wedge, a falling wedge, an upper wedge itself, a flag cup and handle all this all this uh, all this you can see the trend itself so ride it for the time being but if your longs if let's say your longs you actually had an entry of 100 uh, entry at 100 and then just had a long position just leave it there your swings you could probably enter at 110 you know tpl at 120 all this sort so overall i think they come a hand in hand if you know if you really know what you're doing in that sense uh fundamentals do play a big part in your technical for me because uh it filters on what stock I should actually buy in. It's like a borderline to tell me whether this is a stock I should be buying. You know, mm. whether I should just write the trend for the sake of it or should I write the trend because I know what the company is actually doing for the for for that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's also very news uh it's also very news oriented. Uh not you might think that news is already considered priced in in the short term swing trades and everything, but it's actually not really priced in. Sometimes you might still see a hype on the news. Like, you know, maybe look at PFE. PFE had a priced in saying that the FDA was going to approve uh, a PFE itself and they actually had a good run up. But then they had a sell down, a little run up again and now it's going on a sell down. So these things you need to be really well aware on t in terms of news, daily news, yep. not long-term news. That's right. Yeah, these things are actually very, very important. That's right. Yeah. For those of you who do not understand <clears throat> what is a price in, right? Uh, basically, price in means that the market thinks that the price is going to be X, then they already start chasing for the price. Mm. That's what it means by that. So for example, if uh, people think that uh, Pfizer may have a higher price uh, because there are some news coming out. So people start chasing the price first. So in a very layman term, we call it uh, chasing the high. Yep. Yeah. And But in a more technical term, people are just quite, it's already priced in. Yep. Right. So you want to sound smart? Go and say price in. <laughs> Don't say chasing the high, all right? Yeah. Those penthouse, all those are, are our layman term, pasamalam mm. talk. Yeah. But <clears throat> if you were to go to a more proper way of understanding it, they call it a price in. Yeah. Now, Having said that, right, uh, I myself personally as well, uh, just just like John, I, I trade as well and I also have a long-term portfolio. Uh, in fact, I have to say that uh, recently, my my <laughs> my trading portfolio is actually doing much better than my uh, long-term portfolio uh, because uh, I do have quite a bit in the glove stocks yep. and it's been really, really sad. Yeah, although my tech stocks area has been all shooting up, uh, but because I do have a, quite a huge position in my 
uh, in my glove stop. Yeah. Then it kind of like just balance it out, right? So I've been trading uh, quite a bit to uh, make some extra money. Yeah, compensation. <laughs> yeah. Compensation, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, having said that, whenever I trade, one of the selections that I make sure that I do is actually on the fundamental. This is where, like what John said, it helps a lot. Mm. Because you can either just go into a company to ride the trend, right? Because simply there's news. Or either simply you see there's there's volume going in. People yeah. are are trying to go for a stock. But there are certain stocks that there's no news, no nothing, yep. pure volume. Yeah. People are just going in and pushing up the price. And and then you gotta ask yourself this question. What is supporting? Because you have to think about it this way, right? When you're looking at short term trade, you actually trade. When you're looking at short term trade, you're actually playing with human emotions. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Yeah. That that's what you're trying to look for. You're trying to look for human excitement. So you got to ask yourself this question. Can this excitement sustain? Mm-hmm. If, if there's no news, there is nothing great at the back of this story, it's just volume in, then what are the odds of it sustaining for a period of time for you to take profit? So for me, one of the things that I try to look at, like for example, Heng Yuan, you know, that day, we saw a great volume going in, uh, you see it moving up, you see weekly as well, the volume has been building up, it has been consolidating, and you saw the news that it's for the first time that there is a profit in the company after a long time, and number two, OPEC was having a talk, you know all these are coming in. Then you look at the broader index of oil and gas, everything is also kind of going up. Yeah, So you know that there is news, so it can be sustained. So therefore, went in, chill, see it shoot all the way up, Right, that's what you look for. But am I gonna keep it over long term? No, because I don't really like the oil and gas uh, yep. refinery business. So I've exited at six fifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you goodbye. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's as much as I need. Yeah. yeah. So the the point that I want to make here is this: whether are you a short term or long term, it doesn't matter. Fundamental is still very important. Yep. Understanding company and understanding business is still very important. So don't think that if you're a short-term trader... You don't then, have to think of the yeah, fundamental. You it don't actually have to think affects that, a lot. Right? Yeah. It affects a lot. Yeah. So, and I think that once you have knowledge on both sides, it helps. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to the contradicting end, right? Mm. Uh, I have to be honest that when I first started trading, it, it, it gets a little bit difficult to absorb, especially when you read the books. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Theory-wise, like again... Theory is going to help you a little like, in terms of knowing what the chart pattern is and etc. cetera, uh, knowing like resistance, all this, this simple theories. But when you're actually in the market itself, you see that you're buying at this particular point, but you didn't know it was actually consolidating. You're going to sell. You're going to panic sell. That's now, right. Experience, uh, trading comes with experience, I have to say. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I have to say, yeah. When I was experimenting my own strategy, I've paid uh my, my fair share of uh <laughs> tuition fee to the market. Yeah. Yeah, I've paid my fair share. Uh, only by now that uh I'm a lot more confident, right? Then yeah, I I, I dare to put in a huge mm. a larger yep. amount, right? Uh, not crazy amount but larger amount. Yeah, because end of the day you still have to acknowledge the fact that you can lose money. Yep, correct. And I I have to tell you this one thing. No matter how good you are in short term trading, right? the best that you can do is probably out of 10 trades, six, you get it right. Six is good, yeah. It's damn good, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, unless you actually really plan, you have so many options, like in the US itself, you can always look for multiple tickers and you can always try to look for really, really, really short-term trades, like few days itself, if you can manage them. 
Um, for me, I think I can say I can almost get like seven out of ten, but sometimes I double down, and that's when it it just compensates for the for my right. wins itself. Because like like if you look at AMD itself, all this like fifty two weeks high, I double down at ninety four. Mm-hmm. It's been setting down, but I have to cut loss uh, because it's part of my trading mm-hmm. setup. So mm-hmm. I just cut loss. I forget about it, but. My longs position are there. Like my smaller swings on them, I still there because I had an entry around like ninety. So I'm not too afraid of that. So things that when it comes to beginners as well, you need to understand um, short term trading for beginners. Try to look at a bigger time frame. That way you don't have to limit yourself to like an intraday or like few days of trading of holding it. If you can do a bigger time frame, it helps you to understand. If you can't, um, if you can't do a bigger time frame, like the biggest time frame you can have is monthly, mm. like weekly, monthly, daily itself. Those will definitely help you. Like your swings for beginners, try to go for like maybe few weeks out. But as you get more refined itself, you can actually look for, uh, like one hour, four hour, thirty minutes, fifteen minutes, one minute itself. This That's sort right. Of the time time That's frame. That's right. You just keep experimenting with like a small amount and see how it goes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I I have to be honest that it it's a struggle when I first started short term trading right uh especially like uh when I first started where I talked to my friends and everything all uh and the moment they just look at the chart they can just straight away eyeball and tell you, oh there's a resistance here ma there's a support here mm, then they yeah. tell the trend is like that then I look at the thing I'm like what the hell are you looking at <laughs> yeah. What Definitely the hell are you looking at? Like, yeah. yeah, I just eyeball most of my most of my stuff. Like for my technical trading itself, I don't really use too many indicators. I just use the MACD, RSI, uh, just volume. That's literally about it. And then I just naked, uh, naked chart my entire chart. Like simple resistance, simple support. Yep. It's a trend channel up here. I can see the highs here. It's going to consolidate a little towards the down. And then that's when I buy in. Yeah, so uh, it Try not to in, in swing trades have as little indicators as you as you can. You yes. don't need too many. It's gonna complicate things itself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I I also use a very simple setup right now. Mm. Yeah. At the end of the day, uh, I think the only thing different between your setup and mine was the Donchen. Donchen. I yeah. use Donchen more. Yeah. Uh, yours and, is on the weekly. It works. Yes. Very and I well use weekly. on the weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And I use the RS. Mm. Yeah. Uh. So old man, uh, I cannot I cannot uh stick there all the time to look at the thing. Yeah. But after hearing him talk, I was so exciting. I was so itchy, you know, feel like doing it. <laughs> but anyway. Experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun, but it takes some time because once you get used to looking at it, then when you look at the smaller time charts, you will be able to adapt to it much more faster. Now, some people here are already starting to ask, like, what are some of the ways that we can learn about short-term trading? Right. I believe at the same time, right, for most of you, if you find a technical chart confusing, you know, can you just write there in the comment, right? that confusing, you know, or just write technical because I understand how difficult it is for people to learn technical chart. And especially if you want to learn it, you're going to find a very good teacher who can bring it down to that level. Uh, so a good trader is a good trader. A good teacher is another story altogether yeah. again. Uh, but there are some books that you can read up. Uh, mm-hmm. yep. Like, I, is there any books that uh, Especially will come under your recommendation. I actually never read any books on technical. Like I've only read the fundamentals of most of the books, like Intelligent Investor, all this. Like the fundamentals, I can recommend another YouTube channel, uh, Trading with Rainier. 
training mm. with Rainer. Um, he's a Singaporean guy. He actually teach uh, about technical analysis. He's more towards Forex, but yes. I use most of his methods to trade on, on, on the stocks itself. I, that's how I really got into learning about technical itself, learning like the basics, resistance and all. Like his videos, some of them goes up like seven years ago. Mm, and mm. that's about somewhat about the time I, I started as well. So I was like, his videos back then was really just poor quality, but now it's been <laughs> it's been it's been going up. It's been really really helpful. Yeah. It's just refreshing the older ones. So I know most of his tricks, and he applies most to com- commodities like into yes. crypto as well and forex. But I apply them to my own uh, two stocks itself, and it's been working really fine. Like when you look at a consolidation, right? Know that consolidation is gonna have a resistance and a support. Identify those first before you actually try to look buy uh, buy in. So why you want to look at this is because you look at head and shoulders. Sometimes they might form head and shoulders uh, on one hour chart, but you might not see it in the daily chart. So look at multiple time frame to try to connect the dots to see multiple resistance, multiple, um, multiple time it has hit the resistance and multiple time it has hit the support itself. So you can use those uh, information to verify for you to actually take a position or not to take a position. Yeah. Know that all tra- not all trading setup is meant to be taken. <laughs> That is something very important. You think that, right, um, this trading setup, you think it's good right now, it might actually not be a good trading setup right now. Yeah. yeah. You have to be patient in swing trades itself. I have to agree. I, I think one of the most confusing things to actually, uh, I mean, talking about, you know, understanding the chart, right? Uh, the time frame. I think to, to combine multiple time frame was one of the largest challenges. To actually, because people can talk like, then they will suddenly say, oh, you know what, you look at day one, it's like that, but you look at week one, it's like that, you look at hour, it's like that, but this one, is like that. And then you go like, the hell? And at the moment you expand that thing, right, you look into it, the chart changes mm. straight away at the moment you change the time frame, right? And what I can tell you is this, it will take time. It will take time for you to get used to it. And I will suggest for anyone who wants to start learning about technical and understanding, start with weekly. Because... Yep. It is, it is definitely the chart that can give you a much clearer picture, a much clearer picture. Yep. And especially for you guys who are not, uh, if you are like me, uh, where you have a job or like you can't stay in front of the computer all day long just to look at this, right? Yeah, look at the weekly first, and then after that, look at the daily. Yep. So these are some of the things that will help you. After yep. looking at weekly, look at the daily. Yep. Yeah, go and check out uh, Rainer. Yeah, he, he has some very good videos yeah, about trading it. Trading with Rainer. Yes, yeah. and he explains things very well as well, yep. I have to say. But he applies most of his stuff into uh, Forex and commodity. But nonetheless, the thing is this. Technical trading has nothing really to do with the underlying asset. Yes, correct. Yeah. It's always been the same. Like You can see like reversal pattern. People actually... That's like that's why they have names for the reversal patterns, hit and shoulder. It's because it's actually happened multiple times. Yes. People actually know it's correct. It's, a, it's actually a valid trading pattern. Yeah. You no, know, otherwise it's not someone that's gonna put it there for the for shits and giggles, you know. That's it's actually right. been yeah. tested multiple times, that's like right. reverse hit and shoulder, double yes. top, reverse double bottom itself, all these. You can actually see yes. them. Like you need to be able to identify these time frames. Uh, if you're looking to the weekly time frames, you might not need the reversal patterns as much. You can actually just use really simple like volume, uh, MACD, RSI. Mm-hmm. These are good enough for weeklies or like how um, Peter here, he uses Donchin channel. Yeah, those are pretty good ones. If let's say you're looking more into the 
daily, hourly, minutes, yeah, you might want to use more towards the reversal patterns. You can mm. also look at VWAP, volume weighted average, but mm, that's, that's slightly <laughs> that's a slightly more intense like if yeah. you're trading within minutes, within like the minutes time frame itself. Yeah, yeah, but if you're looking for just hourly to daily and weekly MACD RSI, these are good enough. You don't really yep. need you don't really need like uh Ikumundo Cloud all these. These are just uh, I tried them. It, it just doesn't stick to me. I just do really simple support yeah. resistance, like yes. natural support resistance, everything. Like, draw a trend channel. Like, okay, this yes. is good. Is it going, look look for past months. Is it breaking the 52 weeks high and et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's really simple, guys. Just yes. don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't overcomplicate don't things. things. Yeah. yeah, I think one thing for sure is that um, you will see, you know, a lot of people will say that once you look at technical guys chart, there's like so many things there, right? But the truth is that the the better you get actually, and once what you find is that they actually use less indicators along the way. Yeah. They they get more and more naked with their chart, which means that they use less and less things. Yeah. Now, and having to say that, right, when we talk about why charting is something that you can actually think about. Uh, those of you who have seen that I previously I don't really talk about charting at all. I don't really care, right? In but right now it's like for me it's 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 one of the ways that I use a lot to actually go into my short-term trades, to mm. look at uh, even long-term as well. It right? actually really helps it, you to pick helps. the bottom. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is this, you see, some people say that it doesn't work, but think about it this way. Actually, at the end of the day, technical chart is all about learning human emotions. And it's talking about a collective human emotions of how people respond at a certain situation. Now, having said that, if you are a driver, today if you see a boulder at the side of the road, you would slow down your car naturally, right? If you're a driver on the highway, if you see a rock coming out, you just slow down. Everyone will slow down, but there'll be one or two drunken guys who will just speed through. Yeah. yeah. Well, how will people slow down? That's the question. Will they really slow down so much? Will they shift to their left or right? Those are a little bit, you know... Some analogies yeah, for you to think about. I'm not yeah. really sure the, where is it going to be, yeah. but the point is, we will kind of respond in the same way. Mm. Kind of. Kind of respond the same way. And here's where, right? Uh, I would like to recommend one channel for you guys, right? Uh, to look at this guy. Uh, I'm not sure what's his channel name, but I do subscribe to him. He actually talked about backtesting of strategies. Mm -hmm. So what he does is that he takes all these different strategies from Tree Soldiers to Ichimoku to yeah. MACD to RS, RSI, and he takes it out and he will do backtest 100 times to find out what's the accuracy. And just to let you know, at the end of the day, right, the best indicator will give you about 60 plus percent, percent yeah. accuracy. And that's the best. Good enough. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. And a second best is about 58. Yeah. And MACD is the best. The best. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly the best. And it works very well on weekly. Uh, if you want to look at hourly MACD, you, mm. you, you, you'll you get me hating. Yeah. You better just look at support and resistance. <laughs> Pretty much. That's right. That's <laughs> support right. resistance, sudden spike in volume, the swing, uh, the, the pattern of your... Uh, of your of your of your candles, candles yeah. to form the rebound, yeah, that will do the job, right? But if you look at weekly, uh, or either daily, yeah, MACD does a very good job in that, yeah. It's and basic enough, basic yeah. enough, simple enough to understand, and um, pretty much about sixty percent. Now, so there comes down to the question, right? Uh, for those who are explain uh, are trying to look at short term trades, right? If the accuracy is about sixty percent. How on earth 
are we supposed to make money on short-term trade? Because when it comes to long-term trade, we cannot brain this, right? Yeah. When it comes to long-term fundamental investor, we always look at when we want to buy this stock, this stock has to be good. We are very sure that it's good. If it's not good, see you, goodbye, take care, bye-bye. Yeah. Sayonara, then we just sell it off, yeah. right? We, we have to make sure that it's good. It's a it's a 99% surety kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And the result takes a very long time, long time to show. To show yeah. yeah. It is not like trading, short-term trading. Within a few minutes, I'm going to decide. And every time, it's a 60%. Mm. So how do I, as, an in, as, a, as a short-term trader, make money doing short-term trades? Right. Like you said, uh, MACD itself has a relatively good percentage of showing accuracy and profiting. And this is when it comes to technical analysis, identifying your volume relative strength index itself. These are really simple. Like you cannot just rely on MACD. Sometimes if let's say you're looking at RSI, it's been high, it's been above 70 for like past few weeks. Mm -hmm. It's just still going up. Look at the EMA itself. Look at the uh, exponential moving average or you can look at moving average as well. Right. You just really just remove the RSI because you see that the RSI is above 70 already. There's no point looking at it. That's it's right. Been, it's been above 70 for past few days, past few weeks. No point. Just close the RSI open another indicator, okay? Open another indicator, look at EMA, uh, look at it's 9 EMA, 21 EMA, just, you don't have to do any settings, just take the natural settings itself from whatever, uh, like trading view itself, they have natural settings, do not mm -hmm. have to configure them. Look at it, is it way too high a bit from the 9 EMA, the 21 day EMA, or the 50 EMA, 200 EMA, all these? But if you're looking for swings, I definitely recommend up to about 50 EMA only. Use 9 EMA, 21 EMA, 50 EMA. Mm. And from there on, also try to look at different time frames as well to configure, to determine whether uh, it has hit the resistance multiple times, whether it's still consolidating within that resistance, that, that, that those things. So uh, you need to rely a little on your experience. You need to look That's at right. the support and resistance yeah. as well. You cannot just completely rely on a MACD. Okay, say for example, MACD right now, it's at the very bottom, it's in red. You might see that it's going up a little. All right, time to buy it. No, sometimes it's still a continuous sell down. That's why you see like, sometimes you see like mountains on the top side and then like reversal mountains okay. at the bottom. I think they're going to be so lost with what you just <laughs> oh, <okay>. said. Because <laughs> it's getting yeah, very, yeah, very right, technical. Right. Yeah, for those of you who are watching this, right, I understand that we barely talk about technical on this channel. Mm, yeah, so yeah. Uh, in fact, it's the first time that I'm trying to think like, you know, maybe we want to bring it up a little right, bit. Right. So let's give it a little okay. bit to the, to the basic a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that uh, what Jonathan is actually trying to tell you guys is this, yeah? Understand your indicator well enough. Yes, yeah. understand your indicator well enough and don't depend on only one. Yep. Look at a few. You need to have a system. What do you mean by system is this? Let's say you know you have a system where like, okay, I'm going to look at this first. If this shows me a sign that it's a good entry, tick. Yep. Look at another thing. Maybe it's an EMA. Maybe it's a, a MACD. Maybe it's an RSI. Mm. If it works, Yep. The third one, does it work? Tick. Yep. The fourth one, does it work? Tick. Yep. The more you get the checklist ticked up, yep. the, the higher the chance of a good trade. Yes, of yep. a good trade. Yeah. And the lesser the the checklist matches, get a green tick on it, mm. then the higher the risk that you're actually ticking. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to have too many ticks on your checklist. For mm. me, like I just look at uh, time frames, that's it. Okay, it's like a good time frame. I think about it. Uh, it's uh, the resistance at all. I think I, I most of the time I rely a lot on MACD, RSI, and just time frame. That's literally it. 
if my if I see that my MACD and RSI has been on the top or the bottom for a long time, I'll come in with an EMA. Mm. And then that's when I determine. I'll just close down my, my MACD, RSI, and then I just rely on EMA, volume. That's about it. Mm. Literally, just rely on two indicators. That's really about it. Yes. Like a very good combination would be using MACD, RSI, or you could just use volume and your um, EMA itself or MA, mm. moving average or exponential average. Um, mm. I like EMA mainly because it smoothens things out. Uh, MA is slightly more, um, it's, it's not as refined. It's yeah. quite jagged. It's like quite spiky. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't, they don't, they don't smooth out the data. If you use exponential, it smoothens the data. It gives you a better overview. It, but this really depends on most people. You need to really check out these indicators, study them in depth, then try applying them slowly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think not too far difference. Actually, I th- I think we operate mainly on different time frames, mm. but basically, like just as we chat, like not too far different from what we are looking at, right? Uh, the thing is that first thing when you look at your MACD and stuff like that, and you look at your RSI to see whether it's overselling or not, the point is that when you look at all these kind of things, it's probably showing you some sort of a consolidation, yeah, right? It's probably so- showing you some sort of a consolidation, which means the price is. You know the the price range of open is slowing down. Mm. So like maybe last time it was at one twenty to five bucks. You know mm. now it's like slowing down to like two to two three. Two to three and then, yeah, then two to three, like two to three, three, two to three, 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 and then comes three and then that's when you know. But don't take when if it just flats out at three, be careful. Do not take the trade because it's you think it's gonna go up or, or whatever. You know, uh, wait for a few days, see how the market yes. reacts because. This would be this can be said as a bilateral triangle uh, pattern itself. It could either go up or it could either go down. Yep. So it depends. You need to wait for confirmations. So, like I said, not all trading setups are meant to be taken. You need to wait for confirmation, and then once you have like a get go, uh, checks your checklist, everything, take the position. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, one of the things that you can do is, you know, make sure you take a look at it. But at the end of the day, you need to know. You don't need to know everything. Yep. The point is, you don't need to know everything. You only need to know what you are going to use. Once you know what you're going to use, take a look at it and test it out and then have confidence in it and then just follow the signals that you're going to yeah. get. I personally use four signals at the end of the day. Uh, if it hits three, I will go in. Yep. Yeah. If it hits four, I'll go in big. <laughs> Simple as that, right? Yeah. If it hits four, I go in big. If it doesn't, I don't. Now, having said that about... Even if I can match all these four, right, I probably have a win rate of about like 70%, let's say, right? It's still not going to be a lot. So the question is, how do we make money if we are only going to win 70%? The answer comes down to the next part, which is risk management. Correct. Yeah, your money management. How much of risk are you willing to take to make the money that's necessary? Yeah. So what is your idea of risk management when it comes to short-term trading? Right. So in terms of risk management, my sense, I would say, uh, like I would look at an entry, particular entry. I will look at the next possible resistance. So say right now my entry is 80 bucks. I looked at the possible resistance at 85. And then I might try to scale it up a little to maybe 87. So let's just take it numerically. I put $100 in. All right. I would cut out if once it hits 85, I will maybe cut out 60% and let 40% to run up. So 60% profit, all gone. Okay, I've, I've, I've profited it. And then the 40%, if let's say it doesn't hit 87, it hits back to uh, hits back to 80, 
itself, I think that's still fine because you're still getting that that good profit from the sixty percent itself. Even though you, it's about protecting your capital, not trying to protect your profit. That's a sense. Mm. Yeah. So how much are you willing to lose to make? So like mm. different people have a different portfolio ratio. Yep, like yep. Uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, Ray was it Ray Dalio or Bill Ackman? I can't remember. He has a twenty five percent. I think it was uh, Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman, right? Bill Ackman, yeah. yeah. So he is willing to risk five percent to make twenty five percent. That's yep. his. That's his theory. Very simple. Yep. I don't mind losing 5%. That's all that I'm going to risk. But once I go in, I want to make at least 25%. Yep. That is his idea. So the idea is, if you're going to go into a trade 10 times, right? if you're going to lose, let's say 5 times, you're going to lose 5%, 5%, mm. 5%, 5% for 5 times. That's 25%. 25%, yeah. But the remaining 5, you make money, then it's going to be 25, 25, 25. 25 yep. So all you're right. talking about 100%. So yep. that is the whole idea about short-term trade. You need to learn to manage how much you're going to make and how much you're willing to lose. Yes. And make a combination of that. So you have to remember one thing for sure is that you will lose. Yeah, you will definitely <laughs> lose. Yeah, You will lose. Yeah, there's so no guarantee to, 100% wins. You have to make sure that you're not emotional and you're able to just cut loss and say, mm. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on, yeah. Yeah. So in your experience of trading so far, right, um, what was the worst mistake that you have faced? What was the worst mistake you have made in trading? Panic selling, not going to lie. <laughs> I've been there. Panic selling. Like, literally, I would see the day gap down so much, I would just panic sell right away. Like, right. Start of the day. That was quite some time ago. It's like panic sell. Next thing I tell, next hour is back up to yesterday's closing. Yeah, yeah. These are things that you really need to uh, emotion. It's it's always your emotion. You know, even though you might have a solid trading setup, know that you might have entered high. It might consolidate everything, but it always comes down to how well you can stomach your loss. How how well you can look at the rate. Now, if you can't look at it, just close your laptop, close your computer, get done with it. Don't look at it. Look for it. You know, come back the next day. It might be green. You know, That's right. try not to react to the market so quickly some people that's why panic selling that's why people call it panic selling people react to the market too quickly wait for confirmation before you need to sell you know if let's say it's actually going down again the next day then only consider selling itself you know these are things that um like the the most important thing is emotional training panic selling is the worst thing to to to, yeah. to go for really that's true yeah and fear of missing out don't don't buy a stock because you think Oh, it's it can still go up. It can still go out. Mm. More like most of the time, you're gonna see you're gonna be losing money on on fear of missing out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think I myself is the same thing. I think uh, most of the time I lose money simply because of panic selling. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I lose money uh, because of uh, chasing the high as well. It's the same yeah. thing, you know, thinking that you know, like maybe it can still, still go, go up. up right, yeah, right, maybe yeah. the next candle will appear again. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, but it takes time, and you just slowly control your emotions and mm. learn about it. And and the next thing that I think uh, I I made mistake in in uh, trading is once a particular stock that I decided to cut loss, I don't look at it again. Yeah, do that not is look actually, at it. That is actually uh, do not look at it again like straight oh, away. And, and yeah, a few days or so yeah, on. Give yeah, give it a few days, but look at it. But one mistake that I did is I abandoned some of it. Mm. I kind of like go in, then I come out already, then I like. You know what? I'm pissed off. I don't want to look at the stock. Forever. That, yeah. That's actually a worst mistake to make. Yeah. You gotta understand that 
you cannot have emotions with the stock. Yeah. You cannot say that like, oh, today I lost money in this stock, therefore I'm not going to look at it again. No. Yeah. You got to discipline yourself and look at it like today is a brand new day. Yeah. I'm still going to look at this stock. If it gives me a signal, I'm going to go in again. Yeah. yeah. In fact, um, about a few weeks back, I think last month, last month, I was mm. looking at Boiler Mac. Yeah. Uh, how many of you have seen Boiler Mac? If you know Boiler Mac, please write Boiler Mac, right? Because we talk a lot about uh, Malaysia market here, right? <laughs> so, uh, Boiler Mac, right? That time it was 69 cent. Yeah, 69 cent. Uh, and I remember I entered some of it, mm. right? Because I saw the pattern. I was like, okay, you know, based on the weekly, it's going to go there. And uh, what happened was that uh, it hit my stop loss. Mm. So once it hit my stop loss, I sold it. Yeah. Okay. I sold it. Then I thought to myself, you know what? I don't look at it again. Lah. Yeah. We're sad. Lah. Yeah. There's so many other stocks for me to look at. <laughs> so I look at other stocks. Right. Yeah. And a few about like last month when I saw it again, it already shot up. Yeah. Today is about one ringgit. Yeah. <laughs> 30% <laughs> all, all because, all because I was, uh, I was a bit emotional and I didn't yeah. want to look at it. Yeah. But okay, I still got other stocks. Yep, so I yep. still made money from other stocks, right? Yeah. yeah. But still, I was thinking to myself, you know, if I were to just pay attention to I it could again, have, I would have, I, I should could have. have, I would have, I should have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the three famous yes, yes. words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because also, it was one of those stocks that like gave me the lineup of good indicators. indicators just yeah. Nice, right. Yeah. Having said all this, uh, I think what we can do right now is that we're going to open it up for some Q&A. What do you think? Yeah, sure, sure. Right? No yeah. problem. So let's open it up for some Q&A right now. And those of you who have any questions, you know, uh, about how to trade, what are some short-term trades you can look, take a look at, what are some things to, you know, pay attention, pay attention to, to or yep. whatnot, just ask the question and we'll try our best to answer you. Yep. So the first question that I would like to actually highlight right now will be Calvin's question. How do you keep tap of your performance? Uh, what was your historical performance? Do you feel the effort is worth the extra performance compared to long-term investing? Right. In terms of my performance itself, I basically have an Excel sheet to keep track of my entries and then see how much I profited off on most of the, the swing trades itself. So I don't really look at the percentage-wise. I look at the overall profit I have made that week or that month. That's about it. Uh, that's how I keep track of my performance. Like, um, in that sense, it's just mainly how much I gain because my swing trade account has always been a fixed amount. Like, I would always start off the month with this particular amount. That's about it. By the end of the month, I would take out all the profits. If let's say I'm on the loss, I would pump in slightly more of my my capital into my into my cap uh, my my in my investing account. But hardly on the loss because um I've always protected my capital first. I always lose profits rather than trying to lose my capital. That's my thing. Um, in terms of do I feel the extra effort for the performance? Yeah, I actually feel that the effort really pumps in my my maximum, um, my maximum gains. Mainly because you see, like stocks, they consolidate. You're basically not gonna be profiting it off as much. It might be very little, but with a huge capital amount, it actually plays a big part. And the more effort you give in, like uh, it might sound contradicting because not every day will you have a play. Mm. Sometimes the whole week you can't even Correct. make a trade. Yes. You know, you're just like wasted. But to me, it's it's okay because I have other opportunities to come in. You won't have consistent every month like five thousand, four thousand, three thousand. Sometimes it might just be more. And then overall the year, it compensates. It averages out roughly right. about there. So sometimes um, 
it, it really comes to your own discipline whether you think it's worth it. To me, it's worth it because I like swing trading. It's really fun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I actually find a lot of opportunities. Like um, I don't look at just particular, these particular stocks. I see like Nasdaq tech stocks has been pretty consolidated. Consolidating. I wouldn't look for. I wouldn't look at them for like one two weeks. If I see they hit the bottom, I'll take a trade and then ride it for like one two weeks. Close my TP, and that's that's it for one week. Yeah. Just like that. Sometimes right. you need to really look at different tickers. Yeah, that's right. Because I. For me, I I trade in the in the US more, so mainly US actually. So, um, my opportunities are bigger as compared to KLSE. Yeah, mm, yeah. So, um, I think it really comes down to yourself, right? Uh, but I myself, uh, how do I keep track of my performance? Mainly, uh, for me, I I have an Excel sheet, but uh, at this point, I'm planning to split out my account into a different brokerage for mm. my Malaysia account, one for long term, one for short term. Uh, historical performance wise, uh. I didn't really look at the percentage, but what I can say is that in terms of profit, you see green, then you're happy. Yeah, la, <laughs> Like every every week, I get about a thousand ringgit. I'm pretty yeah, happy. Happier, yeah. Like I say, it's doing copy la, for me. Yeah. yeah. So every week, I get about a thousand ringgit. Pretty much, I'm mm, yeah, happy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do I feel that extra effort is worth the performance compared to long term investing? I would say these two are totally, totally, totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, to a certain extent. I think uh, number one, why did I started getting more active in uh, short-term trades was, I mean, other than the fact that I enjoy learning stuff and so mm. on, uh, it's also because I'm a content creator. Yep. It gives me content, yeah. right? Yeah, for us too. Yeah, I'll be learning about it nonetheless. I need yeah. to talk about it. So, yeah. So for me, it's worth the time and effort because... You I'm, can share. Yeah, it, exactly. I can share. You know, Other than it being a profit-earning kind of knowledge, it's also my job in that sense, mm. right? Yeah. On the other hand, is um, I think so far after teaching so many people and having a chat with so many people, I came to learn that as much as people talk about long term investing to me, right? They actually do throw in their money to goring here and there, and anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't mind losing the money here and there, so so might as well you are goring then goring it properly, lah. Yeah, correct. Right. That that's my own answer. I'll be very realistic, right? Uh, if if all of you can don't goring at all, then probably all of you are Warren Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not mad, right? Uh, on the other hand also is the fact that like, um, I think I still remain my personal philosophy is this, whether it's a good, good investment or bad investment or good investment style, bad investment style, as long as the investment style gives you money, it's a good investment. Uh. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, yeah. end of the day... It works for you. Yeah, correct. As long as it works for you, then you're good to right, go. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't... Who I mean, cares about... Yeah, it, yeah. something don't, like... I don't, I don't... Honestly, I don't look at like your performance unless like it's ETF. ETF hmm. then, yes, I will look at their performance. But overall, like personal, I, I don't really care how much you earn. I'm earning, I'm happy. That's it. Correct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I mean, the truth is very simple, right? Mm. Um, You don't see... Paul Tudor Jones, uh, you know, he's a great trader. Great Paul trader, Tudor Jones, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't see Warren Buffett going to him and say you are lousy. Yeah, <laughs> people mind their own business in the and, investing world. And at yeah. the end of the day, the fella, he have like what billions are billions, people yeah. billions dollars worth. Okay, and people trade. Okay, so you say his method is wrong. No, you know, no such thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, it comes down to what you like. Yep. Yeah. So to your you comfortability. Like it, you are comfortable. You want to do it. You do it. Uh, for me, I'm. I do it because partially also because it's content. Mm. Yeah. But on the other hand also, I enjoy. But did I lose money when I first started? Yes, I lost money. 
Yeah, when I first started, I lost a lot of money as well. Mm. Yeah, and it was because I've I I managed to ride the glove trade and I I managed to ride up during the last round, uh, the first bull right after the crash. That I have some extra money and I took it out and then I started trading. Did I lose money? I did. Uh, at one point, at one trade, I lose like fifteen thousand just like that. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? Okay lah. That's it. I mean, yeah. that's it. Move on, no? move, move on. on no? Yeah, yeah. That that's something. Yeah, you that really was need the short term. Yeah. It it happened. Right, but along the way, you learn and learn and learn, and and the nature of my work is every day I'm looking at the stock market. Yeah. So I get to learn it faster, faster than, than most people. Most people, because, yeah, yeah that's my job, lah. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> my occup, my my hobby, my hobby, or my sense. And for yeah. you, it's a hobby, and you're a student, right? <laughs> so yeah, it, it's just about spending a lot, a lot, a lot of time on it, mm. and um, yeah, that is the thing that you gotta think about. Uh, and I have to say that uh, once you get good at it, and like nowadays. Uh, for me, I'm very confident in my short-term trade. Yeah. Uh, I can throw in a huge amount and yeah, I'm very happy. Lah. Yeah, But will I do all of it in the short term? No. No, I wouldn't do. Like uh, My portfolio management is that I have 60% in longs. Uh, from that 60, I have like 10% in cash still. So I'm not all in stocks as well. So similar for my swings itself, I like 25% in assets. Uh, I mean, uh, 25% in the stocks itself and then like 15% of them are liquidated like cash. I always have them in cash mainly because in case of any sell downs, everything I could, if I'm looking to swing longer, then I'll buy the dip, you know, buy the dip itself, try to average down and all. And basically you try, and it's about portfolio management really comes That's down right. to it. That's it right. really comes down to portfolio management. Like you can't just, like most people, like what Malaysian says, hood kao kao, right? <laughs> yeah, just hood kao kao 100%. Yeah, you're yeah. going to die. That's like, right. Yeah. I really diversify my portfolio. I would just maybe put like 3% into one particular stock to swing, like 25% of the 3%, like particular stock to swing there for like a few, few weeks. And then I say I have cash, cash right. reserve. That's how you should really um, uh, like manage your portfolio. Try not to have all in stocks try to have a small reserve of cash just in case anything happens. That's yep. really the way to go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think I think one thing that I do see in common in terms of great traders and great long-term investors, they both preach the same philosophy. Don't lose your money. Always protect capital no matter right? what. Yeah. It's, it's fine to lose profit. Totally fine. Yes. Just lose all the profit you want but never ever lose your capital. That's, That's right. really important. Yeah. Warren Buffett said that's rule number one, don't lose your money. Yeah. And I can tell you every single trader say the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't lose your money. Uh, and that's the the only, and, and the truth is, right, I realize um that is the only way that you make profit. Yeah. Yeah. When you don't lose your money, you will do very well in the stock market mm. in short term trades. Huh? But when you're willing to lose money, that's when you don't do very well in the stock market. Yeah. Yeah, I came to learn that. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit contradicting. It's, contradicting, yeah. yeah. But somehow trading is like that, you know. It's, it's just that. This is how it works, yeah, really. It's, it's just how it works. It is such a different mindset that it'll take you a long time just to brain around yeah. it and wrap around it. But once you make sense of it, changes it is, your value of money as well. Yes, and mm. but once you make sense of it, uh, it is easier than than fundamental. Correct. Because <laughs> fundamental, you've got it so just, much to read, right? It just comes to you quite naturally, yes. just practicing it every day, yeah. Yeah, it, without you knowing it sometimes. It's like a language. Yep. It's a language. Yeah. Once you pick it up, you can converse, then you can converse. Yeah. Uh, fundamental, on the other hand, uh, and long-term trading, it's a continuous forever learning. Yeah, it's a Because skill. as the market keeps changing, everything changes. Mm. But in technical, no. It is a rule. Always the same. 
Yeah, yeah, it's always the same. You see the same pattern every time. Head and shoulder, is head and shoulder. Head and shoulder yeah, double no, bottom, bottom <laughs> double bottom. Double bottom, double bottom. Cup and handle, it's cup and handle. Yeah, really. It, it doesn't same. change. It doesn't, it's really the same. You can't straight too far. That's yeah. why it's so easy to technical trade. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But it's just the learning curve is a lot steeper. Steeper. Agreed. agreed. Way, way, way steeper. Yeah, yeah way steeper. Because you have to lose money to start. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, having said that, right, Uh, some are actually asking this question. Um. I think this is very similar to the other question as well. How much would you need to start trading stocks effectively without margin? I've tried trading at 2.5k, but the risk to reward ratio doesn't work well due to trading fee. Uh, right. With this, you have to consider, um, I wouldn't say brokerage really. Uh, brokerage really doesn't really apply. With, without margin itself, I can tell you straight off from my eToro account, I have right 15k in there like MYI itself. So most of the time, I can two times CFD, but if I don't two times CFD, yeah, I tend to have a bigger swing trade, like a longer time frame of swing trade. If I CFD, then margin, yeah, because I have that capital to to CFD, I'm okay with willing to lose, you know? But if you have a smaller account, really try to keep pumping uh, into long terms first rather than to, than to swing. That's my That's my experience. I don't see that the reward is as much unless you're really confident in a particular stock that it will actually shoot up. Then mm-hmm. just go for it. Just put like maybe 10% of your entire portfolio into it. Then just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in Malaysian stock market, you don't see too many swing trades in my opinion. If you're oh, looking... Forget about it. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I, I really... I have to really stress this that you don't really see a lot of swing trades in Malaysian market. If you look at the US market, yes, you will yes. see a lot, a lot, a lot of swing trades opportunities. There's just so many stocks out there. Look at NASDAQ. You know, NASDAQ stocks, they're just consolidating. You can swing trade here and there, even with just 2K capital. Like right now, I currently have a small community just amongst my friends where I teach them how to trade swing trades and do long, long positions. They're completely new. They've seen my gains on Instagram and everything. So I just thought that it should be educated because right now we're still pretty young and yep. it's something that should be shared. So that was how I started my community and I actually, I was very transparent with them, like how much I have and how much I start. I showed them that right now 3K and then within a month, I can actually make 600 USD. I mean, mm. that was on that was on November itself because it was an amazing rally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I had like 30% gain in portfolio for, for from my eToro account just from, from November itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, Having said that, right, uh, in my opinion is that if you're going to trade short term, if you have 2.5k and you want to trade in Malaysia, you can Slightly forget about harder. it. La. Yeah, it's really, forget about really it, hard. I, I, I think it's not easy. Mm. Uh, the truth is trading requires a huge capital. Especially it, swing trading. Yes. And, and swing trading in Malaysia, you can forget about it, okay? Yeah, yeah really forget about it. In Malaysia, uh, you want to do short term trades, uh, my opinion, anything less than 2.5k... You can't really do much, really. Because, put it this way, right? You want to make anything significant, you're going to dump in all your 2.5k. Yeah. You think yeah. about it, 2.5k, 10%, 250 ringgit. That's not no, much, really. You can't do anything. You can't yeah. really do anything. So, my suggestion is, if you want a swing trade, you open an eToro, uh, trade in the US stock market, and put in small position because at least you can do yeah. 50 USD. 50 USD, yeah. yeah 50 USD yeah. is actually a significant amount, right. yeah. And times one leverage so that you're not yeah. using any margin. 
uh, and you just wait it out, do a long term. Uh, I do that myself in my US portfolio. Yep. Yeah, that's what I do. I just put US fifty USD in it. I'm I'm not putting mm. in a lot on. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Another thing yeah. with CFD, you I have to stress this like very, very important. Um even if you use margin account like CFD or this like leveraging, be careful because make sure that you're confident enough that you want to CFD it. Otherwise you will get stopped up really quickly. Uh, do not do five times if you are not comfortable. Just do two times. I think two times is a safe. It's like a safety net, ready. Yeah. If you want to try to make make double your gains itself, I think two times is good enough. Mm. Yeah. Don't don't really hood cow cow. Yeah. Please don't do times ten or yeah. yeah. Don't I mean, don't guys. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. Fun. Risk risk management. Yeah. Mine is times one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I buy underlying asset. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, what do you think about JP Morgan slashing uh TP for gloves in Malaysia by half and Tesla TP of sixty USD? Uh. Okay. For me, I think it's 90. They, they upgraded from 80 to 90. Yeah. Um, to me, um, maybe for gloves, like in the long run, I say JP Morgan made a right move to slash gloves because you can see like P Pfizer, Moderna, all these bio, uh, BioNTech, they're actually really coming out with vaccines already. Yeah. So despite the amazing profits from Top Glove, there wasn't any hype on the, in the shares itself. The share was just flat. That's right. And it kind of dropped a little, you know. Dropped. Yeah, yeah. but... Not a little. Yeah. Dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm but... Holding so but for <laughs> like, in that sense, um, I feel that... I feel that uh, gloves, yeah, it's, it's downgraded, I would agree, because I don't see... Um, probably months back, like, I'm sure Peter has spoken about this, that glove is long-term, but not 10, 20 years, you know. It's a few months. Just a few months, that's it. It's I feel like it's coming to an end very, very soon. Uh, FDA, like... Food and Drug Administration from US itself, they've already approved of vaccine usage and everything. Canadian, the Canada has already approved of it. And also, um, I think it's coming to an end. I mean, this is just my personal opinion. Don't hate your information just based on me. Do your own research and all. So for me, I just think that Glove is coming to an end. But Tesla, no. I think Tesla is going to shoot going. It's going to go up no matter what. I'm. Yeah. It might sound Tesla biased, but I feel that Tesla has a lot of opportunity, a trillion market capital, um, million dollar company, just like Apple. I yeah. feel like they have a lot of potential. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my, my personal opinion when it comes to Glove, uh, what I can say is that I, I don't think Glove is going to have a hype anytime soon. Lah. Yep. Yeah. But having said that, uh, in my own opinion, is that if you think that Glove is you are look, look at long-term investment. Glove is something whole because I mean, time and time again, it has shown that uh, every five years to six years, there will be some sort of a pandemic yeah. and Glove will just shoot up like crazy during that time. Mm. right? And every spike actually went higher than the last spike. Mm. Right? So if you can hold out for like five years, you can hold out for 10 years, you know, don't worry. It'll be fine. Yeah. But if what you're looking at is in the next two to three months, you want to make some money? No, don't. Um, <laughs> It could be a bit bleak, yeah? Yeah. It could be a bit bleak, yeah. So if you're going to hold, as you have said, ma, you're a long-term investor, ma, then you hold, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, you hold, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you say you're a long-term investor and then you're complaining, then then you have to ask yourself, are you sure you're a long-term investor? Yeah, la? you've so, got the wrong trading style. Yeah, you've yeah. probably got the wrong trading style, you know? Yeah, maybe your long definition is two months. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
in in the long run, I would say that Glove is still a good company. There's no change in their fundamental. So you can just hold on to it. I mean, Warren Buffett has whole company that went down. Yep, correct. You know, for, for quite a while as well, Apple actually went down. Went down, yeah. Yeah, and he was having a negative on Apple for a while. Yeah, but it's, look yeah. at where it is now. <laughs> yeah, and he added portfolio, he increased some more. 60% of yeah. Apple. That's why, it's insane. At, at one point, uh, just thought we were having a chat, right? Yeah, we were saying yeah, that the M1 prob- chip and probably all. he already know oh, M1 chip, chip is quite a success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he kind of <laughs> already know. He just didn't tell us because yep. uh, Steve Jobs and Tim Cook and all. brought him yeah. into that secret Correct. lab, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But having said that, um, yeah, if you think that you're a long-term investor, just hold, it's fine. Uh, mm. Carve out another portfolio yourself to do your short-term or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to Tesla, I agree with Jonathan that I think it's gonna only go up. Yeah, if you uh, think about it, opinion. if you think that um, they weren't valued that much, they wouldn't have been added into the S&P 500. S&P 500, literally the best 500 performing companies in US. If you think that Tesla was going to go to 90, 60, 80, you know, I, I really don't know what JPM was, was really thinking of that. Yeah. But Goldman Sachs, they upgraded to 750. Just think about that. You can't listen to all analysts. Yes. Listen to yourself. Like, What do you think this particular company can do? Can they be a million? Can it be a trillion dollar company? Yeah. That sort of sense, you know? Don't listen to every single Correct. analyst. It's really trash, I feel. Yeah. Listen to yourself. What do you think this company can do in the future? EV is taking over. Tesla is software, hardware. Yeah. They literally own most of the market itself. Yeah. That's why I love Tesla. Yeah. I'm long on Tesla That's for a right. long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, having said that, like what uh, Jonathan said, right, when it comes to what analysts say, to be honest, take it a pinch of salt because while JP Morgan say that, there are also many firms who actually say uh, Glove is deemed to go up to 15 bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so everyone got their own different opinion. Uh, you can't say who's better, who's worse. Uh, but someone actually posted a theory here that I think could be true, you know, because um, if you talk about overseas holding, many of them are buying gloves as well mm. during this period of time. And coming to this year and most of the big funds will need to do an adjustment to their funds mm. because um, most funds have some sort of underlying rules, uh, which is like, for example, 40% to bonds, 60% to equity. Yep. And during this year, it is a crazy rally. Yeah. Right after the crash, it was a crazy rally. Yeah. Which means that for any fund, they could have originally have 60% equity, but right now having a 90% position in equity. Yeah, correct. So if they are thinking about um, the only way that they can own both many of Top Glove and Tesla at the same time is mm. to push down the price. Yeah. Yeah, that will be their only way to actually own. Like let's say if they originally wanted to have 1 million unit of Tesla and 1 million unit of Top Glove, but this amount is actually going to be 90% of the portfolio, one of the ways that they can own this one is to push down the price. Yeah. Is to sell together so that make sure the price go down and then get it again at the bottom. Yeah. Then at least the year they can ride on it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, be aware of it. Uh, for those of you who are thinking about like uh, investing over long term or whatnot, uh, pay attention this year and uh, another sell down will be coming. Coming, yeah. Yeah. Because they need to do a re- readjustment, re- readjustment of their portfolio. Now, so that's something to pay attention of. And having said that, right, uh, there's one question here that I think is really good. Mm. Okay. What is your take on public bank bonus? Four to one. Is it a good time to buy? <laughs> mm, okay. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about a little bit of Malaysian stock, Malaysian right? Stocks, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, um, you should have bought in public bank when the pandemic happened. Yeah. That's my take. Like, Public Bank has been amazing performance. 
when it actually had a sell down during pandemic, that was the best time to buy already. Yeah, yeah. Really, I think right now it's still okay. You can probably still ride it, but um, don't try to go in too big. I feel mm. my intake because your best time you had you had literally seven months to have bought Maybank, Public Bank. You you knew you knew those were really under underpriced as uh underpriced share price already. Yep. You look That's at right. it like five ten years back. One pandemic, it cost them to drop that much. You should have really bought in by then. Yep. If you still want to buy, I think you should. You can enter, but just be wary that you there might be a sell down still. You know. Yes. Just be careful because like you actually had seven months to buy in that you missed your chance. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I I think um at the end of the day, just just think about it this way, right? If if you have observed the trend, you'll realize that any company who actually give out a bonus issue or share split will be experiencing a short-term rally at least. Yep. Yeah. Until leading to the X date. Mm. Yeah. Most of them, most of them. So will this wave happen for public or science tax or like uh, K-Power or these companies, right? Yeah. I think it's very likely. Yeah. Because but, people like, yeah. uh, say, maybe example, you people, Peter, you could have bought in around like 13 ringgit. 13 ringgit, like that was a few months back. You had big, big, big position. I right. would lit seven bucks, man. I will literally yes. just cut out maybe forty percent take profit. That's it. I'm yeah. gone. I just let my sixty percent right. That's it. Right. Yeah. So expect like people know that when a, when something goes up, know that it will come down. Yes. Literally. That's yes. as simple. Yes. Yeah. So there is gonna be a right as well. Uh, will it go up? I think it will, but uh, it will come down lah. And I think it is near that come down period as yeah. well. Uh, but you still have room to play. Yeah. But it's just uh, tread very carefully. Don't all in lah, huh? uh, Play a bit. I'm yeah. also in lah. I tell you up front, I'm also in. But uh, I went in. I, I, I already. <laughs> I mean, I was in by thirteen lah. The yeah, time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I exited at seventeen. Hmm. Then uh, when I hear the bonus, 20, uh, so yeah. I exited at seventeen so that I can put more money into K Power and uh, Great Tech at the mm. time, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm just revealing all my portfolio. <laughs> anyway, I also tell you anyway lah, right? So it. I I went into those two. So um. But when the bonus issue news came out, I went in again, but not a huge position. Yeah. I just went in to make some coffee money. Like I yeah. say, uh, if you're looking at the long-term trading, like you want to keep it. for long-term, then again, it doesn't matter. Just yeah. hold it, right? Yeah. Uh, there's two sides. There'll be some people who actually bought it at 13 and right now they have a lot of money to average it out to, yeah. to catch the more a bonus issue, they may increase their position. Yep. So it may lead to a slightly more slightly spike. higher. Yeah. Yeah. And then a sell down comes yes. after that. Naturally, again, in the historic charts, charts that we have itself. seen, yeah. any company after a split of bonus come will down. have a come down and then go into a consolidation, consolidation for, for years. <laughs> quite a long, long period yeah. of time. Yeah. yeah. So uh after that, you know, you know like it's gonna drop la pretty well. Just look at yes ceramic. Just look at um <laughs> Just look at Dufu. Dufu, yeah. Yeah, all, all of them went into a consolidation right after that, all right? Mm. So understand that it's going to happen. It's just that you have to time it very, very carefully. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a long-term play. It's just a short-term kind of thing. But yeah. if you're looking at a long-term, then this question is irrelevant to you. Yeah. You just slowly Hold accumulate yeah. and DCA, right? That's what you want to do. Um, I think uh, coming down to here, any interesting thing, any interesting question here that really, really, we should actually take a look at the answer, right? 
why not let's talk a little bit about technical analysis, okay. right? In technical analysis, Bangsin asked, right? In technical analysis, you don't need to look at quality of the business, but just look at indicators to enter or exit. I guess what she's trying to say is that uh, does it mean that if you're if you're using technical analysis to trade a stock, you don't even need to bother about the quality of a business? No, for me, I actually look at what their business like, what they do in the first sense. Um, I'm I don't usually go into like let's say metals or this or the metal companies in the US because I'm not too familiar with metal. I would never ever trade them because it's not something I'm I'm well versed in. But if let's say you look at maybe a revolutionary, I'll just give it out there. It's quite a it's a lemonade, right? What they do is it's an AI where they automate insurance filing and etc. It's a amazing company. They have pet insurance, housing insurance, and everything. It they basically cut down on work labor. Like if I were to file and I want to register as a customer for this insurance, they automate it. You know, that's something I would invest in and I would write the trend. If you were to ask me something like, would I just because uh, there's a steel price increase right now, would I buy into it because they say steel price increase? No, for me it's like a trading discipline. For me, it's like a borderline that I will not cross my own boundary. Just for the gains, right. I must understand that what I'm getting into, I I'm I am comfortable getting my 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 my, my myself into. You know, it's like you know that sort of sense, and it gives me like a safety safety net. That's right. Net to my mind, That's like, right. I, I feel I feel more at ease in that sense. That's right. You know, like if I want to trade PayPal, yeah, I understand how PayPal works. That's something I'm gonna trade. Mm. You know, like trade itself, like oil and gas industry orders. I don't know how well they work. Mm. I'm not gonna go in just because the technical analysis showing it's up. I'm not gonna do that. I need yep. to know, like what what sort of products they might be doing, what sort of services they might be doing. How are they actually affecting the market? Yes. Like Dash, DoorDash, they are basically like Uber Eats. They actually own about fifty percent ish of the market, the overall overall delivery service market as well. That's not something I would buy in because uh, I don't understand the delivery service in the US as well at that that much. Airbnb, they just launched just Thursday. Yeah, I bought in. I just flipped for the IPO itself. But long term, I will buy Airbnb because they have shown that uh, even though there was a pandemic itself, I know how Airbnb works. I see that a lot of people are coming out with Airbnbs, like they're renting out their own homes and etc. It's actually profitable. Mm. So this is a business that I would go into in the long term. But I just flipped its IPO. But uh, for the time being, I won't go in anymore because IPOs are very very volatile. Yep. Another thing was uh, AI, uh, another IPO that launched this week. There was like three IPOs this week, AI, uh, Dash, and ABNB. Mm-hmm. AI is something, it's like Palantir, something that would go in for long term as well. Yeah. Uh, Palantir, PLTR, is basically like a POS soft service system where um, like restaurants, you know, you see like how they tap those POS systems and all, they basically assign you to a table and et cetera. I understand that system, I would buy in. Yeah, it's right. really... Um, you can venture into just riding the stock itself, but for me, it's not something I would do. It's like to your own personal comfortability, That's I right. would say. Yeah. yeah. So it comes down to yourself, what do you look at? Uh, but for me personally, because I, I dabble mostly in the Malaysian market, right? And, and we don't have so many choices like in the US. We only have that many companies yeah. and uh, you only have that few opportunities as well. Yeah. So uh, I, I would invest in almost... Uh, 
any companies like crossing mm. different industry and there's only very little industry in Malaysia yeah, actually correct, so yeah. so like recently the steel one um, yeah I was in mass steel for a while mass steel went up yeah, so yeah. I was pretty happy uh, exited as well yeah uh, like if, you are, if I were to ask Peter right now does he understand the steel industry well enough uh, you see actually I don't yeah you see uh, he buys in but so I, I won't buy in, buy in. Yeah. yeah it's so it's different different sort of uh, discipline trading discipline whether you actually like their model, you like their services, or just really riding the trend. It differs with people. Yes. Yeah. So for me, it's really about riding the trend. Mm. Yeah. But on the other hand as well, there are certain companies that I won't touch. Okay. Mm. Why I won't touch it is because, for example, if I see that this company really have no news to support it, mm. yeah. If I see it's a purely riding trend without any news, I won't. So why was I willing going to uh, steal? Is because we know that the recent budget government gave give, yeah, yeah. give a huge, huge green budget. light yeah, to, yeah. to construction. And yeah. naturally, the first thing you need is steel and rocks, yep, right? Rocks. Yeah. So there is a boost in terms of the market. That's a catalyst. So there's yeah. a catalyst. So I'm willing to go into it. But uh, when we talk about a company like FinTech, yeah. right? Um, I, I don't know why are people f- moving <laughs> in their company. Yeah, I, I cannot even understand why are people pumping in money. So for me, no stay thank you. Away, yeah. I'm going to stay away. So for me, what matters is why are people putting money there? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that's driving the emotions of that company? If I can understand that part, then I'm willing to write the trend. If yep. I cannot understand that part, I won't write the trend. Yeah. So that is for me. Uh, having said that, uh, I'll just answer this uh, one question here. Don't say we can't swing trade in KLSE. Then how do we trade in KLSE? Now, my approach in trading in KLSE is very simple. I use the exact same method, uh, almost the exact same method as uh, as uh, as John here. The only difference is that I play with it on the weekly and the daily time frame. So my short term is not as short term as him. Because when you talk about swing trading, um, it's, it's more of a short term play. Mm. You, you really go in very fast. Right? Go in, come out, go in, come out. Right? Yeah, it can be like within a few minutes, you know, yep. within half a day, you know. Uh, and that is something that I don't see in Malaysia's market. It is too emotional based and too news driven. Yeah. So you gotta look at a slightly long term base. So what I do is that I still uh, I still trade short terms, but I look at a few indicators and I look at the longer time frame. So therefore I'm trading under like one week or two weeks before I see my profit coming in. Yeah. So like I say it's looking for some lunch money. Yeah. That's how I do it. Now uh one question here. Calvin Liu asks, how true it is? Buy on the rumor, sell on news. Very true. Look at P Pfizer yourself. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Literally, um, FDA is going to approve P Pfizer, BioNTech, vaccine. Look at the news. The rally just went from like 30 something to 439 to 41, 42. And then now it's on a sell down because of a 17 to 4 vote. But I still feel that like can, uh, the catalyst is still there. Like Canada is still approving vaccine. Everything it's been approved in UK already. It's been shipped out. I think it's gonna go up still. Like, but it's gonna consolidate a little before it actually goes up again. Yeah, hmm. because right now I still think it's just a small population of it for the time being. But it's very very true. <laughs> very true. Trust me. I have to agree. Yeah, I th- I think it's very very true. But in, in, when it comes to Malaysia. Uh, sometimes it's true, sometimes, sometimes it's not. Yeah, la. maybe yeah, for Malaysia. That, that, that's yeah. the thing, you know, like in Malaysia, really, it's very dependent on where the hot money is flowing in from. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's it's very, very, very dependent on that. So sometimes even when there's a news, 
but both institutional and retail are still buying that idea, mm. it will go up, man. Yep, yep. Yeah, that, that's Malaysia. But in overseas... It's very, very yeah, news-driven. It's, very, it's yeah. very true. Because Not gonna you, lie. you have to understand that they have more investors there. They are a group of... Uh, they are a huge group of fundamental long-term investors. Mm. There is also a huge group of people who are just riding on trends. Yep, correct. So at the moment, news come out, they will sell. Yep. Yeah. So everyone got a different strategy. It's not in Malaysia. We have only a very small group of players here, uh, a very small group of institution, a very small group of uh, retail uh, retail investors. Yeah. And we are still, you know, pretty news driven to a certain extent. Yep. Let me give you an example, right? Uh, just two days back, there was a stock guru uh, in the Chinese circle. He actually posted a picture He and he did a live and then he said this one thing. He said, now glove cannot already one. So he he's one of the ones that I like to listen to yep, Cause yep. he's very funny la. He's just very very funny and very very china. So anyway, the point is, he he said he said upfront, I'm not a long term investor. I'm only a trader. I'm I'm only looking for opportunity to make some money. So uh, that's something I like about him. And he said this one thing uh, He said <laughs> he said glove cannot do this. Glove cannot do. Just cut loss. It's okay one. Just cut loss. <laughs> then you move on to other 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 stuff, right? <laughs> Straight away next day, right? Hatta went from 14, 14, 50, dropped all the way to 13. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. And he got 100 over 1,000 followers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah 100 over 1,000 followers. Re- re- really very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it happens. Experienced it firsthand. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Very interesting fella. Yeah. And uh, and I, I would say that I realized that his method is very similar to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because every time when I when I tell my students, right, the yeah. companies I'm looking at, then he, he actually issued a very similar list of, oh, with okay, me. Okay. Yeah, but I think he takes more risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he takes sure. more risk than me. He added a few more and then he takes a little bit more risk. Uh, I wouldn't say a little bit, uh, quite a lot. Quite, like. a lot. <laughs> yeah, quite a lot more risk. I only go into the ones I'm certain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, having all said that, right, uh, I think we can conclude one thing is this. Um, in Malaysia the market is quite small. Yep. If you want to talk about purely short-term trade, right, you've got to be very careful. Yeah. You've got to take a slightly, in my in my experience, a slightly longer-term approach, somewhere in between like a week's kind of approach, yeah. it's a much accurate entry. Yep. Can you make money? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, however, at the end of the day, Remember, as you're trading, you got to manage your portfolio and make sure you don't lose your capital. Yeah. So that is for me here. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, anything else that you want to share with anyone here before we end tonight's session? Yeah. Um, very important. Do not ever panic sell. Uh, very, very important. Stick to your trading setup. Uh, have a proper stop loss. You might see that today it drops, but you might see that tomorrow it comes back up. You know, you might actually be able to cut less of loss try to educate yourself in terms of trading discipline and also emotional discipline in this sense. Yeah, Risk management, very important. Portfolio management, also very important. What you see in the books, they're all true. It's just that you don't practice it. Sometimes when you're in the market itself at that very moment, you forget all these things. That's right. Because emotion, fear, you're like, shit, I'm losing money. I see all my portfolio rate. You're going to sell right away. But step back. Take a, take a few days. Just like step back breathe for a while, think twice again. If you can't stand the rate today, come back in a few hours or maybe look, come back tomorrow. If it's really a sell down, then okay, just yeah. move on really. That's right. It's This is really good discipline because like for someone that's been trading for a long time, 
I actually had to learn it the hard way and lost half the oh. amount. But you know, if you actually get that, the quicker you get that, the better you'll see yourself as a trader. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. I think one of the things that you can actually do is this: uh, if 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 you ever uh, trade right and you lose money, whenever you lose about two to three percent, and you overall of your portfolio, and and you really don't feel good, just stop trading. Yeah. yeah. I think the worst thing to do is to trade under stress. Mm. When at the moment you trade and then you're thinking to yourself, I just lost that money. I need to make it back. At the moment that crossed your mind, right? Don't trade. Yeah. You are likely to make a stupid decision. Yeah. You're yeah. more likely to just keep forcing yourself in that day to keep making money, but you're just going to be losing more. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So please don't, please don't go further into it. Yeah. Just take a break, you know, come back again next week. In fact, uh, this is one rule that many top traders have mm. if they were to lose more than five percent of their portfolio in that in that month they don't trade at all until the next month yeah yeah because it is an emotional burden and you need to get it off and every day has to be a new, new set day. of mind a yep. new day you got to remember that then only you can be a successful trader so that's all about it for us tonight yeah. if you enjoyed tonight's session if you enjoyed talking about short-term trades right uh, just write short term for us in the comment because tonight is one of the first attempt that we are trying to delve a little bit deeper into technical, technical and i understand that as we talk a lot about those indicators some of you may may just went uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit like wow where's <laughs> all this going right yeah but if you enjoy it uh what we are going to do is that the next time i'm going to bring john in again and the next time we're going to incorporate a little bit more about technical as well to show you guys to help you guys to learn about short-term trading as well yeah so if you guys enjoy that do write short term in the comment and uh, give us some feedback so we know what you guys like to listen to and we can actually uh curate our content more suitably yep. so that's all about it for tonight Thank you very much, Jonathan, for joining us once again. Thank you, Peter, for hosting. I look forward to see you again the next time round before <laughs> sure. you get your job. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you. See you. Have a good night. If you're interested in trading for the short term, always remember that trading has its risks. There's always a chance of making money and losing money as well. Do remember only to trade money that you can afford to lose. What are your thoughts on this matter? Do share with us by reaching out to us on our Facebook or Instagram. 